0: This is your host, Vernon Terrell, with Grace Ministries International, and it's time for Walking Free. And we are back. We've had a good time talking about money. Thanks to Mike Haswell for joining joining us a couple episodes back. And, wow, so much to learn when it comes to money. We just barely scratched the surface. Just some overview discussions and so much more over at storingtreasures.com. So you got to check them out. But today we're switching gears. We're switching gears, going back a little bit to Paul's letter to the Corinthians. And we're going to start in chapter 2, verse 1. Paul writes, and when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom. And I love this, when I came to you. Remember, Paul came to them a couple years back, started the church, growing, excited. And in Corinth, there was no lack of religion or culture. It was a big, uh, multicultural, international city city. Uh, of its day, lots of religions, lots of culture, lots of temptation, as we find in this letter that Paul is addressing. And he said, when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom. When Paul came, he wasn't attacking them on that level. He wasn't addressing them, better said on that level on his oratory ability or on his great human wisdom that was kind of in vogue in the day still in vogue isn't it we all like great wisdom and wit Paul said no I didn't come that way when I proclaimed to you the testimony of God in fact he said in verse 2 of chapter 2, I determined to know nothing among you, not to learn your wisdom, not to fight on that level, not to battle on that level. I determined to know nothing among you except one thing, Jesus Christ in him crucified. And you stop to think, wait, well, Paul, you said I, ter- I determined to know nothing among you except that. Did you not already know that? Yeah, he's knowing it and he's experiencing that more and more. That's part of his growth, part of our growth. He's not determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. What are you and I determined to know as we grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus? Are we looking for the latest fad, the latest biblical get-rich-scheme? they never work, the latest biblical diet that never works, the latest biblical this or that, something that, oh, it's exciting and new, this wisdom, or are we looking to know nothing except Jesus Christ himself, Jesus Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection? That's what it's all about. Man, if you and I can just know that, if we can wrap our minds and our heart around that, it's a game changer. I determine to know nothing because sometimes all this other stuff, it's it's interesting and it's captivating. And we think, oh, we're gonna go deeper. You can't go any deeper than the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You can't go much deeper than the fact that when you received him and believed on him, you too were crucified with Christ. You were buried with Christ, and you were raised up with Christ. That is pretty deep. Think about that one for a while. Muse on that for a while. You died. What died? The old you. That old you, that old nature that was you, died, was buried. And you've been raised up a brand new creation. Paul said, look, I, there's a lot of stuff y'all are talking about. A lot of interesting stuff, too, I would imagine. But he goes... When I first came, I determined to know nothing except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you, he continued in verse 3 I was with you in weakness, I was with you in fear and in much trembling. He was afraid. Who wouldn't be going into, I mean, think about this, going into a brand new city, full of culture and full of all kind of religions, and here's Paul saying, Jesus, oh yeah, back in Israel, back in Jerusalem, crucified, did you hear about him? Oh, let me tell you about him. I mean, that's scary, isn't it? Have you ever shared your faith and been a little bit afraid? Uh, Paul was too. Now, you're probably not going to get beat up, maybe. I don't know where you're living. Paul has been through the ringer during his time on this planet. And he goes, I was with you in weakness. You know, he did have some physical illness, some ailments. Sometimes we think life's got to be perfect before I can say anything, testify, or share my story. That's not true. Paul went there and he said, I was with you in weakness. We don't have to have it all together. We don't have to always be so strong. Paul said, look, I was afraid. In fact, he says, and in much trembling. Didn't know. Uncertainty. He said, my message and my preaching was not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Some of you may have great words. You really are skilled in that way, and that's that's awesome. Many of us are not. You know, your message... Should be your story. Your message should be how Jesus Christ and Him crucified changed your life. That's your story. No one else has your story. You can tell your story. And it doesn't have to be in persuasive words of wisdom but it should be in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. What is demonstration of the Spirit? Let me ask you, first of all, what are the fruit? What is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, self-control. Wow. Let's do that. Let's trust Christ speaking through us. That's demonstration of the Spirit, manifesting the fruit of the Spirit and of power. Do You know, sometimes we think our well-honed story, perfectly timed illustration All that makes the difference. And there's, again, nothing wrong with knowing your story and having those things that and illustrations that you tend to rely on. Nothing wrong with that. But that's not where the power is. The power is where we allow Christ to speak through us his words, His words, His truth, through your uniqueness. It's demonstration of the Spirit and of power. I don't know how the Lord is going to show His power through you. But allow Him to do that. Whatever that looks like, I don't know for you. Paul just gave us the words in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. And this idea of demonstration is it was manifest through him. The Spirit manifested. His life, Jesus manifested his life through Paul. And it was powerful. Be a vessel. Be the unique vessel that is you. And just trust Christ to manifest his power through you, whether you're at work, whether you're at home, whether you're at church with friends, playing sports, out just living a life. Allow the Lord to manifest his life through you in power. And you know, your message may be words of encouragement. Your message may be the gospel of Jesus Christ, sharing how someone can know and experience life in him. It may be a kind word. It may be a forgiving word. But it doesn't have to be perfect words. Your message and your preaching, your telling forth of truth, is in demonstration of the spirit and of power. It's just Christ expressing all of that through you. Why? So that the Corinthians' faith, those in Corinth, that their faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. We're in the same boat. We don't need our fancy words and wisdom to be what draw people in, because you know what? There'll be other folks with better words, fancier words, better speaking, better graphics (laughs) that are going to just move that crowd. Let your words be and your message be a demonstration of the spirit and of power. But you know, Paul continues. He said, look, we do speak wisdom. We do. Nothing wrong with wisdom. Verse six. Yeah, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. They are, uh, they've grown a bit through uh, knowing Christ and his life. He says, we do speak wisdom, and it's a wisdom, though, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. So what kind of wisdom are you speaking to these folks who are mature? Isn't that interesting, though? You don't need to speak all this wisdom to someone who is an unbeliever. And I know there's a place for these very smart people who debate atheists or debate all these various folks. Uh, There's a place for that, I'm sure. Paul just said, look, if you're going to speak wisdom, speak it to the mature. But to those who are coming of faith, you want your words to be about jesus christ and him crucified you want your words to be power and of the spirit not that with these wisdom that paul's about to share with us is not but don't worry about fancy words don't worry about wisdom you worry about the power of jesus christ when you're speaking to those unbelieving friends Yet we speak wisdom to those who are mature, a wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. We speak God's wisdom in a mystery, and it's the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. The wisdom, he says, which none of the rulers of this age had understood, none of the those in power, none of those who are in position, they missed it. If they had understood it, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory, he says. And then he quotes in verse 9, but just like it's written, things which eye has not seen nor an ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those that loved him. Isaiah 64 and 65. Verse 10, he goes, for to us God revealed them through the Spirit. It's always through the Spirit, which Jesus promised, by the way. Disciples said, you know, well, what are we going to say? You're leaving. What do we say? He goes, hey, don't worry. The Spirit is going to give you the words to say when you need them. And that's what we trust He says, for God, in verse 10, for to us God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. Say, I want to go deep. You ever hear that phrase, I want to go deep? And we need to go deep. If you want to go deep, then you ask the Spirit to teach you. Because it's the Holy Spirit who searches all things in the depths of God and can translate that to our finite minds. Our finite minds can't understand the infinite depths of God, but the Spirit of God that searches all things, who is God, can translate that to help us understand to the capacity that we can the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so the thoughts of God, no one knows except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. You received the spirit. When you believed on Jesus, when you accepted the forgiveness in life through Jesus Christ, when you called on the name of the Lord, when you received him, that old you was crucified. That old you, that old spirit that couldn't understand, dead, buried, gone. That old spirit that was riddled with sin, separated from life. Damaged, crucified, buried, gone, and you were raised up a brand new spirit. You were given the Holy Spirit in union with him, made righteous and holy, so you could be in union with him. And Paul says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Why? So that we may know the things freely given to us by God. God wants you to know him. He's given you the spirit so you can know him, so that you can always be together, forever united with him. And that spirit who searches the depths, is your translator to help your spirit and into our human understanding understand our creator, our father, the one who loves us so much. So that we may know the things freely given to us by God which things we also speak. So what are you speaking? What is Paul speaking? What is Paul speaking to the mature? What wisdom is Paul imparting? He's imparting those things freely given to us by God, the spirit who is always communicating, always teaching. The problem is we're not always listening and receiving that teaching, Paul says, I want to focus on Jesus Christ and him crucified. I want to be listening to the Spirit who is searching the depths of God so I can share the wisdom of God that has been freely given to me by the Spirit. That's what I want to speak. And he says, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words that's what paul is sharing that's the wisdom that paul is sharing to the mature what are you sharing the latest pop culture and again i don't i don't want to throw a lot of shade on all that stuff there's some value in that We live in this broken world and there's value in understanding how the world works. There really is. But if you say you want to go deep, you're not going to find the depth out there in the world. If you want to go deep, you're not going to find it in the latest pop psychology. If you want to go deep, then you want to quiet your mind and listen to the Spirit. Read the revealed Word and ask the Spirit to teach you and to show you, to guide you, and to reveal to you the depths of God so you can share it, so you can walk in it, you can have understanding, and you can share it with those who are able to receive it. Because not everyone can. Verse 14, Paul says, but a natural man, a natural man is one who is an unbeliever, who is not a spiritual man, not in Christ. A solely natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. I mean, seriously? A guy is crucified. And number one, you say he rose from the dead. Yeah, there was about 500 witnesses, so that's really factual. But he forgave all sin? Just go with that one for a bit? Seriously? God, God came as a baby? Really? A natural man doesn't accept the things of the Spirit of God. They're foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually... Appraised or spiritually examined, but he who is spiritual appraises or examines and seeks out, searches out all things. Yet he himself is appraised by no one. There's, you know, our judge, and the one who is going to examine us, not of this world. It's the Lord. And the beautiful thing is this. He finds no fault in you. All of that, all the judgment, all of the sin was taken care of at the cross. It's a done deal. For who has known, verse 16 Who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? Who out there in the world knows the mind of the Lord that they're going to instruct the the God of the universe? We have the mind of Christ is how Paul ends this thought. We literally have the mind of Christ in the person of the Holy Spirit who is sharing these thoughts, all of these thoughts the Spirit is sharing with us. Are we listening? Are we listening? Take time to be quiet. This world is so distracting and I'm one to talk, I know, because I'm I love all these distracting things. (laughs) I, I do. I love all the electronic gadgets and the computer stuff and all the information out there. I need to, and you need to, take time to be quiet, to listen to the Spirit, to ask, teach me, show me, show me about this specific situation that I'm facing. Don't you know God cares about that? You say, God cares about my job, about what I'm wrestling with, with my kids, with, well, I don't even know if I should say yes to this event or this uh, this opportunity to serve. Yes. Yes, he cares about all of it. Ask him. Say, Father, just reveal to me through your spirit. Show me. Show me your wisdom. Show me the depths of your love, the depths of your grace. Reveal that to me and listen. Listen, listen to your Heavenly Father who loves you so much because you have the mind of Christ. Let that mind of Christ Pour into your mind. I like how what Solomon says, he says, get wisdom. But with all your getting, get understanding and then knowledge. Get wisdom, not just of the world, but get wisdom that comes only from the Spirit of God. And then ask for understanding. How do I take that wisdom and and really apply it and act on it. Understand it. You have the mind of Christ. And that's where I want to leave you right now. Is that you have a teacher, the teacher, living inside you. I encourage you to listen to podcasts, to find resources But at the end of the day, you ask the Father to show you truth. You ask the Father through his Spirit to reveal to you the depths of God. You focus on one message, on the message of Jesus Christ and him crucified for you. It's that crucifixion that is so important and the resurrection that proved that Jesus is who he said he is. Because it's the resurrection to life that you have. You've been crucified with Christ. You've been raised up with him. And he is seated at the right hand of the Father. You are a brand new creation and you need to know it. You need to rest in it. And you need to trust the spirit of God in you. To reveal to you the depths of God. That's going deep. That's what I want you to do this week. Is to go deep. And as you learn. As God reveals to you. Whatever he's revealing to you about a circumstance. A situation. A ministry. Your job. Your finances. I don't want you just to think about it. I don't want you to just... Talk about it. I want you to walk it out. And that's why we say it may be time for you to stop talking and start walking. You've been listening to Walking Free, a production of Grace Ministries International in Marietta, Georgia. For more information, go to our website at gment.org. That's G-M-I-N-T dot o-r-g